0: Good evening, dummies! Matthew Spear from Don't Unfriend Me. Episode 211. It is Red Friday. Remember, everyone deployed. Wear red on Friday. Take a picture. Post it below this episode. We would love that. We do that to ensure, specifically, not just today, because it's important that we lost 12 Marines and one United States Navy sailor in a horrible situation that is happening in Kabul, Afghanistan. We're going to go into it tonight. We're red on Friday. Remember, everyone deployed. It's an important gesture until they all come home. What are we doing on 211 tonight? Hail to the thief. Hail to the thief. A question came up last night. It was also on Mark Levin, somebody who I watch religiously, a fellow constitutionalist and a man I admire, who I believe he is the smartest Republican or libertarian mind since Charles Krauthammer, since he passed. Mark Levin is a genius. And he had retired Colonel Richard Kemp on the show, and he talked about court martialing and it was interesting because I had a viewer talk about court martialing and a- court marshaling, and asked me, "Hey, can they court martial the president?" And I really didn't know. I didn't think so. Just because he's the commander-in-chief, he is a civilian after all, but I figured I would check, so tonight I'm going to tell you why he can't be court-martialed. I'm also going to share with you my th- a little bit more of clearer thoughts on last night's speech, and I'm going to talk about a scumbag from Vice.com, a disreputable, hole-in-the-wall, piece-of-crap newspaper. That essentially use shock jock tactics to get people's attention. Well, they've successfully done that tonight. They went fishing and they've caught a 220 pound, six foot four white boy who is going to put my proverbial boot up their ass. Let's go ahead and do that tonight. I don't have a joke. We're live and I keep forgetting to do the joke, so I apologize. So we'll just go ahead and get to the intro of the show. Stay tuned, folks. It's going to be a good one. Hang tight. From an undisclosed location. Always honest. Always direct. So sit back. Relax. Don't Unfriend Me starts right now. Well, welcome, 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 dummies. It's I don't know what the hell's going on. There we go, a little glitch. It happens from time to time. This is a live show, after all. We will just go with the flow. Episode 211, Matthew Spear, I've said it before, this is Don't Unfriend Me. What do we do at Don't Unfriend Me? Well, we talk about politics, current events, sports, whatever really tickles my pickle. We welcome you here, whether you've watched one minute or you've watched all the way up till the end of this episode, 211, you are most assuredly a dummy. What is a dummy? It's not derogatory. A dummy is a don't unfriend me. It's an acronym. Barstool Sports has their stoolies. I have my dummies. We also have another breed of person who visits the show, and these are the people who are entrenched, either on the right or the left. All they do is watch CNN or Fox News and regurgitate the same talking points. They are the special kinds of suckers. They are the dum-dums. They're led by the first dum-dum, Dusty Dinkelman, who has been retired. No one will ever eclipse his idiocy. Folks, it's good to have you here. Don't be a dum-dum, be a dummy. Last but not least, well, almost last but not least, you can find me on all my social media. My tag is at Don't Unfriend Me Show, except for Twatter, because Twatter is a bunch of twats. They make me use The Dumb Show, because they only have a certain limited amount of characters I can use, and I'm off by one letter. Gotta love Twitter. By the way, free President Trump, but not the Taliban, Right? I don't understand. doesn't really matter. Folks, if all of that is not really up to snuff for you and you don't like social media, you can visit me at Don'tUnfriendMe.com. Visit my website, stop by, say hello, get my entire catalog, my podcast, and everything else in one-stop shopping. I'll have shirts and hats soon. I know I've been promising that. Probably it will come like the second coming before you get a shirt. Folks, let's get into it. Hail to the Thief. Retired Colonel Richard Kemp was on Life, Liberty, and Levin last night. If you didn't get to see it, it was on Fox News. You can see it on recording. During the airing, he stated he shouldn't be impeached. He was talking about Biden. He should be court-martialed for betraying the United States of America and the United States Armed Forces. While I was live last night, the same question came up on my show. I feel better that Mark Levin didn't challenge the colonel about the process, and I also said I would get back to my listener who mentioned it to me because I really didn't know. And I consider myself pretty well-versed in the Constitution. It always feels good when my listeners are on par with Mark Levin's thought process and fan base. That means my dummies are smart as hell, so thank you, dummies. Now, Colonel Kemp may not be aware, but under the Constitution, you cannot court-martial a sitting president. Since he is a civilian after all, I will go into the finer details to answer the question and then review my personal thoughts on the matter. I want to be clear, I'm not saying Biden shouldn't be removed. I'm just saying we will have to use other avenues to garner the wanted result that we're looking for. It won't be that easy to dethrone the sitting King Biden. A court-martial in the United States is a trial conducted by the U.S. military or by state defense forces. States with an active state defense force. Here's some of them, and it is a long list. Alaska, California, Connecticut, Georgia, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Mississippi, Missouri, New Mexico, New York, Ohio, Puerto Rico, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Vermont, Virginia, and Washington. I put those in alphabetical order because I care about you. These are state forces that cannot be nationalized. They answer to the state and only the state. They are not to be confused with the National Guard units. Most commonly, court-martials are convened to try members of the U.S. military for criminal violations of the UCMJ, or the Uniform Code of Military Justice, which is the U.S. military's criminal code or Bible. However, they can also be convened for other purposes, including military tribunals and the enforcement of martial law in an occupied territory. So let's break this down. The president is not a member of the U.S. military. He ranks, or she, in the roots of the British military traditions, with the president possessing ultimate authority, but no rank maintaining a civil status other than the title of commander-in-chief. Number two, military tribunals in the United States are military courts designed to try members of enemy forces during wartime, operating outside of the scope of conventional criminal and civil proceedings. POTUS cannot be tried in a military tribunal, as he is not a member of the enemy military force, no matter how much we may think he is. Martial law is the imposition of direct military control of normal civilian functions of government, especially in response to a temporary emergency, such as invasion or major disaster, or in an occupied territory, or almost with COVID. Some people think that was martial law. I happen to agree. Do it or else usually follows that. On a federal level, only the president has the power to impose martial law. Because of this, POTUS could not be tried under martial law in the United States, as he or she is the only person who can be federally legally to declare martial law. In each state, the governor has the right to impose martial law within the borders of the state. In the United States, martial law has been used in a limited number of circumstances, such as directly after a foreign attack, such as Hawaii after Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor, or New Orleans during the Battle of New Orleans, after major disasters such as the Great Chicago Fire of 1871 or the San Francisco earthquake of 1906, renegade local leaders seeking to avoid arrests such as Nauvoo, Illinois during the Illinois-Mormon War, or Utah during the Utah War, or in response to chaos associated with protests and mob action, such as the 1934 West Coast Waterfront strike or mob actions against the Freedom Riders, Mr. Teddy Roosevelt. While we have had many presidents who were once members of the military, once they are elected as vice president or above of the United States or any official specified in the order of presidential succession, as in 3 U.S.C. 19, they can no longer be a member of the U.S. military. Because of this, they could not be called back into active duty and be court-martialed. It just could never happen, mainly because the President of the United States is not subject to the UCMJ in his or her role as the President. They answer He answers to the people or the Constitution. If a President were a retired or discharged member of the U.S. military, and the suspicion of a crime while he or she was subject to the UCMJ were discovered, the same policy that prevents a sitting President from being charged in the civilian court would apply. Congress would have to impeach the president, then remove him or her from office before charges could be leveled. Barring that, they would have to wait until his or her term as POTUS ended. Now, most of you know that I do not support nation-building or forever wars, but there was a very valid reason to be in Afghanistan, and that was to suppress the dominance and rise of terrorist organizations in the territory. Now, you can point fingers at Donald Trump or Joe Biden and think whatever you want, but it is much easier to trade uh, over a former president than a sitting one. I learned this whenever I took over a new market leader position in retail. I would always hear the term trample the memory of their former leader and have a litany of reasons why their exit was warranted, and they would literally trash the outgoing person. I never heard anything good. I would stop these comments in mid-tracks as they would send praise my way for how I conducted my business now and toss grenades at my predecessor. I would always say, knock it off. One day I will leave and you will say the same shit about me. Leadership is not a textbook or a recipe with equal parts. Take what you learn, use it effectively to impact change, and then lose the rest. President Biden has had a chance to align with President Trump and support the withdrawal. And up till a few days ago, he was steadfast in his resolve to leave. Now, not so much, as a coward will do. He is looking for a scapegoat to which to hang this around their neck, and Donald Trump is that man. Biden literally accused the A.N.A., the Afghan, uh, basically the Afghan army, and the Afghani's of being cowards in the face of the enemy. I find that interesting, since Joe Biden, like most politicians, have always sent others in their own stead, instead of serving themselves. Joe Biden has reversed just about everything Donald Trump has done with a stroke of a pen, and don't believe for one minute that he couldn't have stopped this course of action with a flick of his wrist. There is only one neck exposed here, and it is the sitting President of the United States. Anyone who tells you different is a mindless talking point who deserves to be put in their place. Stat. This is the simple truth, the truth is that one of the largest dependencies for any resistance or standing army is command and control, C-4. After that, it used to be cavalry or heavy horse. Then it became armored cav. But in Vietnam, the dense jungle changed the necessity to something more lethal and effective for rapid deployment of troops and entered the birth of the air cavalry. Joe Biden failed the Afghanis by pulling their C4, Command, Control, Communications, and Computers, in other words, their intel apparatus, and their air support. You ask any grunt or marine, any operator in country, and they will tell you air support is literally angels from the heavens when shit gets real. Without it, there was no ANA or Afghani opposition to the Taliban. We took their air superiority away, which then defaulted to troop movements And integrated early warning systems in place through forward operating bases that didn't exist, eye in the skies that weren't there, and all other forms of intelligence, and rendered it impotent. What we have now is a breeding ground that has unfettered access to funding, a power in the state of the world, a legitimacy from the USA, and a proxy backing from Russia, Iran, China, and Pakistan. Terrorism is on the menu for the immediate and long term, and this is just the beginning. Our allies around the world will now be lessened as well. Taiwan, Israel, and the Ukraine are sitting targets that, although they will try to muster a defense, will not be able to protect themselves in the long term. This has emboldened our enemies and weakened us as isolationists, and now we will be forced back into the world of populism. Once again, our allies will stand idly by and wait for the U.S. to lead. From Europe to Asia to the U.N., we will be left to sort it all out. Changing Biden out will do nothing. This isn't a Biden problem. It's a Democratic leadership problem. They dressed him up, gave him a touch of makeup and cognitive stimulators, and threw him up as a viable candidate. We all know they altered the way we elect our leadership and did whatever it took to gain him the seat. It is a betrayal of America, and it no longer is about Donald Trump but our very system of government and the Constitution of the United States that is in jeopardy. Joe Biden is failing and flailing. Nothing will stop that now. The SCOTUS just struck down his unconstitutional decision to stay the collection of rent from landlords across the USA. The eviction moratorium is quashed, at least for the short term. He will now put his boot on the necks of the states to leverage and threaten them to uphold his desire to give more free shit away. Biden today also suffered a devastating defeat at the hands of the SCOTUS over the border crisis, and that Biden will have to reinstate the Remain in Mexico program. All asylum seekers will now need to wait in Mexico versus being released into the U.S. to never be seen from again. Go SCOTUS. Finally, Supreme Court's earning its money. I remember hearing President Trump during a rally that he would win so much, and he said that we would almost get tired of winning. Do you remember when he said that? It was a clever play on words that stuck with me because Trump always seemed to win, even after he lost the most important battle that we needed him to win, but he still is shown to be right every few weeks as it is buried in the classified ads. Joe Biden's slogan is slightly different and the polar end of the spectrum. He will lose so damn much that we will wonder if we will ever win anything again. You know, the thing. Vice News, written by Mr. Ben McCuck. If you can call it that, recently, as in while the bodies of 12 Marines and one sailor and hundreds clung to the fringes of life, or parted ways with the mortal mortal coil, claiming the following, you know, I'm going to start this over. This is too damn important not to get right. Sorry, folks. Hold on. Got caught up. Ready? Let's do it again. And go. Vice News. An article was written by Ben McCuck. And if you can call it that, as in, while the bodies of 12 Marines and one sailor and hundreds clung to the fringes of life or parted ways with this mortal coil, it claimed the following Why are so many Marines neo Nazis? Now, I promised my wife that I would not have a repeat of last night. She believes that I'm much more impactful when I use my grown up words. So I will try to do just that. The United States Marine Corps has been on the God's green earth for 245 years and nine months, all the way back when they were the Continental Marine Corps. They house more than 220,000 Marines in their ranks from active duty and reservists. They are most certainly devil dogs, jarheads, gyrenes, leathernecks, or Mac in the singular possessive, but not Nazis. They have bled the fields of battle in the American Revolution, the War of 1812, the Civil War, World War I and II, Korea, Vietnam, Afghanistan, Iraq, Africa, and places you probably have never heard of Mr. Ben McCook. The Corps believes in honor, courage, commitment, and belong to a fraternal order of brothers and sisters-in-arms from the highest pedigree and stock. The EGA, or the Eagle Globe and Anchor, is a symbol of pride, For hundreds of thousands of Marines who serve their country honorably, with no wanton need for their own gratification, but for simple truth that we are all created equal because the Marine Corps made them that way. My father is one of them and will be like all Marines until the day he dies. I have chewed dirt with some of the finest operators, swallowed the same water as we gasp for the sweetness of life giving air. Sat in classrooms with the greatest Marines, mines within the Department of Defense. Drank with heroes who wore the stars and blue ribbon. Put my hand on the wrist of Marines, where their hand used to be. Handed flags folded with honor, and handed over flags made from tear-stained wood at the hands of Marines from yesteryear. I have watched coffins tacked with the Force Recon logo, and witnessed cancer whittle away a man who towered the monuments of Zeus on Mount Olympus. I have welcomed home hundreds, if not thousands, who were never welcomed home. I stood next to exhausts that were emblazoned with the fire of hell, and the engines that thundered like chariots in Rome, as the rolling thunder fervently stood for veteran honor, while their families laid them to rest as they passed into Valhalla. All the while, a group of true racists and zealots spit and defamed their legacy in the name of some god unknown to real and true Christians everywhere. Those line of iron horses stood and the testament that nobody was going to dishonor our fallen brethren's memories because of who they laid within their bed. Yes, Ben, I don't blame you for your woeful ignorance. I do not spite you because you are incapable of meaningful thought that inspires change and honest reflection. In fact, if I feel one thing most of all, I pity you first and foremost. I pity that you will never know the feeling of a brother's arms draped over your back as you carry him or her along, that you will never feel the embrace of a long-lost friend who stood by your side through triumph and failure, that you will never know the fear and exhilaration of battle and the scars that you share with others on the darkest and loneliest of nights. And I pity that you will never love something as much as you love your own trivial and nonsensical dribbling in the land of ones and zeros, that the soft glow of a monitor and keystrokes are the only thing that defines your life and dignifies your pitiful existence. Now it suffices to say that the military isn't impervious to drama, crime, bad decisions, or its fair share of bad apples. I couldn't agree more. But lumping and disparaging one of the most honorable institutions to garner a few clicks on a website, well, we have a very different meaning to the word journalism and integrity. Are there racists in the military? Yes. Just as there are racists in every branch, city, town, hospital, police force, supermarket, and every other demographic and occupation known to man. However, anecdotal evidence isn't fact. And it certainly doesn't warrant a second-rate shock jock to brandish 245 years of tradition in a single post. You disrespected my fallen brothers last night. Before their mothers could swallow the fist that entered their throat. Before their bodies cooled or their blood rinsed from the streets of Kabul. You desecrated their memories with tropes of racism and single-handedly lumped all members of the military together in 1,500 words or less. I hope your soul can carry that burden. Now I could cuss, threaten, and lower myself to lower than snake shit to see you eye to eye, but it isn't worth it in the end. I've known people like you my whole life. In fact, I used to be just like you. It took the service to finally remove my head from my posterior. And like I said, I don't hold you in contempt. But when the demons come in the night, I hope you can find the strength To answer the self-loathing and lingering doubt about your value and worth on this spinning ball we call earth because one day you will leave terra firma and you will meet your maker and whether you believe in him or not and i hope 12 marines and one sailor are waiting at the gates to send you off properly god love you ben because none of us will Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255, press 1. Folks, extremely important. 22 veterans commit suicide a day. It moves up to about 25 during holidays, and this will be worse than ever because of Afghanistan. We have an obligation to reach out to our veterans, give them a shoulder, talk to them, get them to speak about the things that they went through. It's hard, and if they won't talk to you, reach out to me. You can send me a private message. You can reach me by email. However I can help, please reach out. Veteran Crisis Hotline is there for you. It is 100% confidential. If you are currently in and you hold a clearance and you're worried, please understand that nothing will be shared. It is 100% autonomous. Make that call. If you can't get them to do that, reach out to don'tunfriendme.com. Click on the VCL link in the top right-hand corner, and you will be connected via Skype or phone. And remember, if you are a civilian, you can use this too. It's not just for veterans. It's for everybody. Folks, I appreciate you staying on. I appreciate you hanging with me through episode 211. I am done for tonight, except for all those lovely people online, and there are a shit ton of them. I'll be right back after I close out. Remember, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. That helps. Share it with your friends. Go to Facebook, Instagram, all the places that I live, and give it a like, share, and follow. It helps grow my message and gets it out there to people. And remember, you can love me, you can hate me, whether we agree or disagree. It doesn't matter. Just don't unfriend me. Stay online, I'll be right back.